transitions provide one of the greatest opportunities for personal growth and for spiritual growth. And I think the greatest example of that is look at the people of Israel between the Exodus, the wilderness wanderings, Mm -hmm. and entering the promised land. Mm -hmm. They're a group of people who are leaving a bad situation, but a comfortable bad situation. Mm -hmm. True. And stepping out, they're dealing with fears. And as they took steps of faith, God worked miracles. Hi, I'm Carrie Korn, a brand new therapist. And I'm Susan Goss, a seasoned therapist. Susan has been my mentor for years. And we love talking about therapy, faith, and relationships. So join us as we share some tangible truths with you. Welcome back to another episode of Tangible Truth Podcast. I am Carrie and I'm here with Susan. Hi. How are you, Susan? Fine. How are you? I'm, I'm excited today. I'm excited as well. So we started at the beginning of the year a series on transitions. Mm-hmm. And we have been diving in a little bit of just kind of laying some foundation mm-hmm. of what it looks like to prepare our hearts for a transition. And we've had so much feedback. We have. And I think it's because... If the 2020s have taught us anything, it's that circumstances in life change quite often, right? That's right. Yeah. And And so I think there's a lot of people in transition. That's right. And we've got to be prepared for them. Mm -hmm. That's why I think. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to continue talking about transitions today and for a few more weeks. And we're super excited. Dr. Scott Egger is with us today. Welcome, Scott. Oh, thank you. Looking forward to this We are so excited Mm -hmm. to have you, Scott. Well, Scott was a guest that I wanted to have on the show because he has personally affected my life in some really profound ways. So Scott and my husband have been doing coaching together for a long time, months now. Yes, since last spring. Last spring. Has it really been that long? So almost a year now. And it has just been really pivotal with my husband's career, but not just that, but managing work-life balance, trying to uncover what are these dreams that I had as a kid and am I living those out now? Mm -hmm. And so I've just got to see the growth in my husband as Mm -hmm. he's worked with you. And so first of all, I want to say thanks. Oh, my my joy. (laughs) And, And then I thought, you know, it's not fair that Joe is the only one who gets Scott's wisdom. We should bring him on the show and share some of his wisdom. She has. She has bragged and bragged. Since we've got to have Scott. So Scott is a coach, but he's also an ordained minister. Um, You also have worked in higher ed for a really long time. Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I feel like this coaching thing is kind of your sweet spot, right? It seems to be. It yeah. seems to be kind of a the a pinnacle of life experiences, my own growth and my own experiences, some some of which are painful. Uh-huh. And so it's given me a chance to share what I have learned from other people and I I'm I have benefited from coaching in my own life. So one of the things that you and my husband talked about early when you found out that I was a counselor is that you really believe that there's a place for both counseling and coaching. That the two can kind of intermingle, but there's a difference, right? Mm. Yes, there so is. So tell me a little bit about your philosophy on the difference between coaching and counseling. In case somebody's listening going, I, What's like, what difference? is a coach? Mm-hmm. What's the difference between going to a counselor or going to a coach? Yeah, excellent question. Uh, my training is with John Townsend and Henry Cloud out in California. And they have a whole school of, it's an institute of training in leadership and counseling. And so they have programs that that range from executive coaching and consultation all the way to 
licensed therapist. And uh, I see counseling and coaching as really being kind of a a tag team Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think coaching is a panacea for all issues. There are people that need counseling and therapy. And when I look at people who are in counseling, they provide expertise, and I'm aware of all the training that you two have been through, Mm -hmm. uh, to help people who are uh, dealing with trauma, who are dealing uh, with a, a level of brokenness in their life. And I look at your task as taking people and you are performing heart surgery mm-hmm. on them. Mm-hmm. And that's a very uh, specific skill set. You focus on the past with someone the present. And the focus tends to be on more on healing and growth. I look at a coach as taking a person that has worked with you mm-hmm. and they have focused on those painful experiences, maybe the trauma, things that have sidetracked them. And I get to do rehab. <laughs> I'm a big Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah. And so an athlete is injured. They need surgery. That kind of is a great analogy of your work. Mm-hmm. Focused, tangible, focused on the past injury, the present. And then when you're done with them, there's a need to rehab. And an athlete will spend weeks, sometimes months, rebuilding muscle, Mm -hmm. learning new habits so they don't hurt themselves again. Mm -hmm. And so I look at that as the task of a coach and hopefully learning new skills so that they don't have that same injury or they're not disabled mm-hmm. again from that. So I, I look at counseling and coaching as is really a great compliment. Yeah. And uh, as I hear of all the needs and all the work that you're doing, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people who definitely need therapy. And there's a lot of people that need counseling to learn healthy living practices mm-hmm. so they don't end up in some situation where they're disabled mm-hmm. emotionally, physically, spiritually, psychologically. Yeah. I love that you, as you're talking about this, I, I'm just seeing you as like coming alongside people going, mm-hmm. let's walk this out. Mm-hmm. Like let's put into practice all these beliefs that you have. How do we actually make them come to pass mm-hmm. as opposed to just actually talking about mm-hmm. it or, you know, and a lot of times we get a client who has that light bulb moment and they're like, okay, but how do I do this every single day? In very tangible ways. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So love the work that you're doing. And oh, thank um, you. mostly yeah. you mostly work with professionals, right? Yes. Do a lot of work with pastors and people in ministry. Yeah, Christian leaders. Yeah. Uh, but really, at this point, uh, people in their 20s who are trying to, you know, find direction yeah. mm-hmm. in their life and trying to tap down and, and uh, find their voice, but also discern God's voice in how to move forward. But also people who are very successful and they're looking at opportunities to become more effective, mm-hmm. yeah. to perform at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, life is challenging. Mm-hmm. And and so life yeah. is about growth. Life is about transitions, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
and life has a lot of transitions. Yeah, it does. Mm -hmm. And so one of the reasons I think we wanted to talk to you today, Scott, is because you do work with a lot of people Mm -hmm. in leadership positions. And so a lot of times when those transitions come, when you're in a leadership position, it can feel like your whole world's kind of fallen apart around you. You know, I've, I've seen people who have been in this whole, I lost my job. Now, what do Mm -hmm. I do? Do Mm -hmm. I want to go get another job? Do I want a completely different career, Mm -hmm. you know, or that work life balance of I'm really successful at work, but my family is literally falling apart. Exactly. And I'm finding myself in a relationship crisis. And I'm just kind of curious, like, where do you even start with somebody when they're in that place? Like, what are some things that you say to them when they first come to you saying, Scott, my world just fell apart? That's a very good question. I, I, I tend to start off at an emotional level mm-hmm. and uh, maybe your maybe Joe, your husband has uh-huh. shared about the emotional inventory that he worked on developing. I think it's important for us to acknowledge where we're at emotionally. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember when I started going to this coaching thing, uh, I, th- I think I had about four or five identified emotions, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> until I started being around people that had four to 500 <laughs> But mm-hmm. it's important to be, uh, you know, the, the big byword today is emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. But I think to to be able to identify and actually name the emotion or feeling that we are experiencing. Mm-hmm. And there's something about saying, Lord, I, I just feel lost. I feel abandoned. I feel vulnerable. Mm-hmm. To be able to, to name it and identify it. It just makes the monster seem less mm-hmm. scary. Mm-hmm. It, there, there's something about you've, you've taken it from being subconscious and emotional, psychological feeling to something that's in the forefront. And you can begin to say, you're right. Mm-hmm. I do feel lost. I do feel abandoned. Lord, why did you allow that to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there, there's something at that very basic level that uh, begins to open up the problem solving. Mm-hmm the spiritual openness Mm -hmm. to receive whatever the Lord is guiding and directing us. Mm -hmm. But until we deal with those emotional building blocks that sometimes build a prison for us, Mm -hmm. until we break through that, it's so easy to feel overwhelmed and frankly, just Mm -hmm. stuck. Mm -hmm. It it doesn't have as much control over you once you speak it. No, it it doesn't. I I remember uh, years ago I was, uh, another university where I teach and I was visiting their family in their home and they had two young boys and they had a, they shared a room and had a great big glass window that faced out to the back. And uh, they said, Dr. Edgar, will you help tuck us in for the evening? And Mm -hmm. so I had a little bit of chit chat and then I was getting ready to pull these, these curtains together. And they said, no, 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 no. I said, why? Because we want to see the monsters coming. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow. so it was just That's profound. Isn't that it pretty is. deep stuff? Little kids? Yeah, you know, they didn't want to be surprised. They wanted to see the monsters coming. Mm-hmm. And I, I think in life, we say, I'm really scared. I'm, I'm right. afraid of right. losing my job. Right. And because we're all creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. And it, even if we know the Lord, we're people who attribute security, mm-hmm. identity, our significance right, to where we live and our relationships and what we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you talk through this with your client. Mm-hmm. And what's the next step that you might do with your client? That's a good question. There, There's all kinds of uh, 
exercises we do, uh, one thing about coaching is there's a lot of homework. Mm. Well, <laughs> I would I, imagine. Yeah. yeah. And so they, uh, before we meet again, there's always something they need to do. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've had people uh, identify the emotions that are they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. And after they learn to verbalize them, identify them, uh, I have them journal. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, clients uh, write out a psalm. Mm-hmm. In their own words, in mm-hmm. with their own situation, mm-hmm. and so it's not scripture, but I'm following the model of mm-hmm. David, for example, yeah. writing about his fears and right. his lack of faith, and how you know some of the psalms talk about you know being shaken, and I you know I need to rock, right? And so I've had uh, clients write psalms, uh, lamentations. Mm-hmm. The book of Job. Yes. And there's something about just that deep level processing mm-hmm. that they could, again, see their story in in the light of Scripture mm-hmm. in right. some, some way. Yeah. Right. I think one of the things I'm hearing you say in all of this is there's a turning towards what's mm-hmm. uncomfortable. You know, Mm -hmm. because and I think that's something that we've talked about the last couple of weeks, too, is when transition comes, a lot of times we want to shut down or numb out or turn away from it or run from it Mm -hmm. or go back to comfort. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you're really encouraging your clients. Let's turn towards the pain. Let's actually look at what's scary and uncomfortable. And that's being honest and being vulnerable. And, you know, speaking of Psalm, we also have talked numerous times at at the end of Psalm 139. It's very familiar, but it's basically my words that I always say is, show me me as you see me. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because God already knows what you're going to say. And so the implication is, you know, there's nowhere I can go that you're not there, God, you know, and he mm-hmm. is I already know what's on your lips before you say it. So the implication is be completely honest and vulnerable before God because yeah. he already knows it. And mm-hmm. so you can't be in a safer place. And we started off this series on transitions yeah. with Psalm 51, mm-hmm. create in me, right? you know, this new creation mm-hmm. heart. And so we're we're talking here in Psalms about the mm-hmm. same thing. David was so honest and vulnerable before God, and this is exactly what you're talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, and and therapeutically, mm-hmm. this is what we're always working with with our clients. Like for instance, if you're fixing to have a panic attack, mm-hmm. acknowledge, say out loud, yeah. I feel a panic attack coming on. Right. Don't don't hide and, say, and try to turn away and, from and it. Try but to turn, turn towards, around. From, towards. Yes. You know. Yeah. Acknowledge. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then you can start breathing, saying God's name, or whatever is yeah. comforting to you. So, yes, very good, very good stuff. Yeah, Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Susan, that is so powerful because I think sometimes even in the church in the in the Christian community. Mm-hmm. We have a hard time being authentic mm-hmm. in the way you talked about. I, My tendency, especially working with Christian leaders, is we tend to overemphasize the spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm just claiming scripture and, yes. and uh, I have faith and somebody's lost their children in a terrible accident. And, mm-hmm. oh, oh, you know, they're with the Lord now and all, all these mm-hmm. little things. And mm-hmm. But uh, give permission to be authentic. Yes. And real. Because that's what we see in the Psalms, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's not little yes. plastic uh, template for mm-hmm. you know the spiritually correct yes. thing to say. 
But, you know, David is really honest, oh, you know, yes. anger at God, uh, fear, and and God can handle it. Mm-hmm. And God wants us to be authentic mm-hmm. with him. You can't shock him. No, you can't. He's heard it all, has he? He's heard it all. But but it's so encouraging for me to realize that both scripture and psychology and, you know, the training that you've received and all these things that we know are all pointing to the same thing. Mm -hmm. That it's healthier for us to turn towards the pain and examine it and put it out Mm -hmm. on the table and say what's really here Mm -hmm. than to overly, like, I was reading a post recently about toxic positivity and I'm like, you know, there's times when mm-hmm. we, we need to summons up some faith and have, mm-hmm. you know, a positive outlook on life. But, but first we need to actually go, I really don't like where I'm at right now. Exactly. You know, and that can be the most healing step forward. It can. Yeah. And to identify the emotion that, that Scott that you referred to earlier is the very first step, because if you don't, you live and stay in that emotion, which is the prison that you yeah, refer exactly. to. Yeah. That's the prison. Um, and we could go a lot of different places on that. We could go to unforgiveness, yes. which is the prison. We could go to well, mm-hmm, all of them. Mm-hmm. That, that's another Yeah. Another conversation for another day. Yes. Yes. So it sounds like these transition points can really be an opportunity for growth like we've never seen Mm -hmm. before, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, certainly. Probably of all the things that I I work with clients on, one is transitions. Mm -hmm. The other one has to do with finding their own voice Mm -hmm. and discerning God's voice. Mm -hmm. But transitions, you know, even when you look at scripture, transitions provide one of the greatest opportunities for personal growth and for spiritual growth. Mm-hmm. And I think the greatest example of that is look at the people of Israel between the Exodus, the wilderness wanderings, mm-hmm. and entering the promised land. Mm-hmm. We, we tend to focus on the spiritual lessons of discerning and discovering God for who he is. Mm-hmm. But they're a group of people who are leaving a bad situation, but a comfortable bad situation. Mm, true. And stepping out, they're dealing with fears over crossing the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. And God says, take take steps toward the sea. Mm-hmm. And as they took steps of faith, God worked miracles. But they also learned things related to God's provision, mm-hmm. trusting God's direction, and they had all the same things that we struggle with is, oh, maybe it's better back in Egypt. Or mm-hmm. where's God? Is he forsaking us? Mm-hmm. Or let's make something happen. You had Moses beating the rock. Mm-hmm. Or we need to do something because God's not providing direction. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, worship and turn back to idols. All those things, you could look at them as a group of people who God tried to use this whole period of time to bring them closer to him. Mm -hmm. And so it's a great example of studying transitions and how they affect us personally, psychologically, but also the opportunities for spiritual growth Mm -hmm. in them. And so for our listeners, Scott, what I took from what you just said is transitions are a wonderful opportunity on our spiritual journey 
to draw closer to God if we allow yes. exactly. our, that opportunity to draw closer to God mm-hmm. because our flesh sometimes wants to do it ourselves. Like we're very capable people, even doing mm-hmm. this podcast. I'm looking at Scott. I'm looking at you, Carrie, yeah. and myself. You know, we're we're capable mm-hmm. of handling things and we go, hmm, I can handle that. Yeah. But no, if we allow God during the transitions to grow us, because with God, we know nothing is ever wasted if we allow him. Do you mm-hmm. hear every time I say if? Right. So with God, transitions can be a beautiful opportunity mm-hmm. for us to draw closer to God, to grow in our spiritual journey, and to be closer to him than we've been yeah. from the last transition, mm-hmm. prepping us for what he knows that we don't know for the next yeah. I like the the if mm-hmm. that you identified, Susan, because it is a choice. And transitions are hard because we're not where we were, and yet we don't know where we're going, going. to be. It's very unsettling. Very. It varies. Uh, and that's why our emotions go up and down. But mm-hmm. you're right. It could be a time of growth. Or as you probably encountered through the pandemic, all the uncertainty, people are falling back into addictions Mm -hmm. and substitutes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. for security, intimacy, whatever it is. And so, yeah, a great opportunity, but there's also a danger Mm -hmm. if we don't step out in faith and fulfill the if. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A great reminder to be really intentional about how we handle transitions, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just a reminder to me, you know, I'm sitting here, Susan and I are counselors and you're a coach of like, we have so many resources available to us. And a lot of times it's just hard to make that phone call mm-hmm. and say, I feel like if I don't get some help here, I'm going to walk into some really dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would just like to encourage, you know, listeners today that maybe this transition that you're walking through being intentional means picking up the phone and calling somebody, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whether it's a professional or a really good friend or a pastor or a mentor mm-hmm. to just say, I'm in this place and I can't get out of it. So will you walk through this with me mm-hmm. and help me find, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. a way to grow closer to God, right. to understand myself better you know, to learn in this season. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if if we can end on a practical question, because one of the things that you were talking about yeah. when you were talking about the Israelites, which is such a great picture of transition, but you said it's a time, you know, where you're like, where's provision coming from and what is direction? And I mm-hmm. think you really hit on two things that come up in transitions is how am I going to provide and where am I going? And so when you have clients who feel drowned by those two questions of where is the provision going to come from and where is the direction going to come from, what would you, what, what would you say to them? Like, how do we stay, how do we stay in a good headspace where we believe God really is going to take care of my needs and God really is going to direct my steps when it feels like the provision isn't there and it feels like the direction isn't there. Well, that's a very good, uh, very good question. I, th- I think transitions they f- force us to identify a focal point, and for us, of course, it's our faith, it's mm-hmm. the Lord. And I remember uh, years ago when uh, the Lord uh, led my wife and I to sell everything that we had, and we left 
the church that we are serving at, at in Wichita, Kansas, to be missionaries in uh, the former Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. And I remember getting over there, and things were so different. I, it was, it, it was very. You felt very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And I remember looking up one evening, and it's like, oh, those are the same stars. There's the Big Dipper. And it should be an obvious point, but it's like, you know, even though I'm here in a completely di- different situation, mm-hmm. I don't know the language, I'm in a different culture, there are some things that are the same. Mm-hmm. Back then it was the stars, and we need to realize that no matter what changes and how disoriented we are, focus on what is the same, mm-hmm. and it is the Lord. Mm-hmm. But also, uh, I encourage people to have... Uh, I call them a life team, a group of people mm-hmm. who provide meaning and feedback and support for you. And so I have a life team. Mm-hmm. Uh, some are family members, some are colleagues, some are Christian friends. One is an aunt mm-hmm. of mine that that speaks truth in my life and grace. And those people provide support and structure for me no matter what is going, going on. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, support and some type of daily structure where you begin each day with positive thoughts, reading scripture. And I encourage people at the end of every day to reflect on how the Lord led you, what positive steps you took, and what were the outcomes. Because you have experience, you have reflection, Mm -hmm. then you have insight. Mm -hmm. And all those things kind of give you traction to, to move to the next day. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that some real practical steps that we can take mm-hmm. and also some really good reminders of, you know, there are some consistent things that we need to hold exactly. on to mm-hmm. no matter how inconsistent the world is around us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scott, thank you. Yes. Oh, thank you. This My has joy. been an excellent conversation. Um, thank so you, if people want to connect with you, mm-hmm. um, I'm assuming the website is best. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's pathways, to success. That's pathways, the number two success.net. Yes. Um, and so his contact information is on there. You've also got a blog that has some great kind of like, you can't meet with Scott. You're putting some free resources out there. And so I appreciate that. Oh, but if you, you can meet with Scott, I highly recommend that you do it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I've really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for thank you being with us. We are going to continue our conversation on transitions next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so be sure to stick around for that. And we'll put a link to Scott's website in our show notes. And we'll see you guys next week. Okay. Thanks for listening to the Tangible Truth Podcast part of the KLRC Podcast Network.